Hey, this is Doug Jones, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. friends welcome back to another episode of mad scientist party hour my name is kevin Kraft, joined by a man who just got mugged for his pants and undies and is currently whacking his boner off at gunpoint that's jeff clark so i'm actually doing this episode with no pants prove it yeah stand up it's just, a bo- it's just boxers. Yeah. Boop. And... Bri- <laughs> oh, nice, <laughs> nice poop stains. <laughs> and broadcasting from his haunted He-Man closet, the bearded booger-eating specter known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. What's up, fellas? Yeah. Uh, you know, about a trillion different things, man. It's fucking weird out there. It's fucking weird. Oh, weird shit. Yeah. What what happened? Weird. Yeah. Or are you just yeah like? Or are you just riffing? Or did something weird actually happen? Yeah, we can cover that another time. But okay. I mean, I did just just sneak in between last week and today, um, an East Coast visit, where I came the closest to missing a flight that I ever have in my life. The only time I ever missed a flight was when I was working, I was still with Sirius, and we were going to do a show from the Indy 500, and (laughs) the EP told me to, there were no direct flights, so I was told, instead of booking this flight, that's this connecting flight that's $100 more, book this one to, you know, save this big corporation a tiny bit of money. And I was like, well, the layover is 25 minutes. Um, There's a very good chance that I won't make it. And I believe there were also storms forecast. So I was like, it's probably going to get delayed going there. And then getting when we got to the airport, I was like, look, this fucking... My flight just got delayed 45 minutes. I am not making a 25-minute connecting flight. And he was like, yeah, just just go anyway and see what happens. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You have got to be fucking kidding me. All right. I'll Where was go. the layover? Do you remember? Virginia, maybe? But... You know, flight got delayed longer than 45 minutes. And he was like, oh, you know, they know a bunch of people are trying to make that connecting flight, so they'll probably just delay that one and hold it so everybody can get on. (laughs) 100% did not happen. I landed. um, I get off. I look at, I turn my my phone back on. I check the the flights. Departed. So I was like, oh, fucking cool. So I, I get off the plane, and everybody, like so many people misconnecting flights, so I get in this massive line for customer service and it took about two or three hours of waiting in line to talk to somebody and I was like, yep, uh, I'm kind of fucked here, missed my connecting flight, 
I'm doing a live show tomorrow, and uh, I don't know if there's any way I can I can get there in time. And they were like, there's no way to get there in time. Uh, you're fucked. And also, every hotel in the area is completely booked up because so many people missed flights. So there's nowhere for you to stay. So I slept in the airport, like Tom Hanks in the terminal, and then had to catch a flight back to LA the next day. So that was, that's the only time in my life I've ever missed a flight. And it was just because I was sent on a fucking, a fool's errand. There was absolutely no way I was ever going to make that connection. So. Do you have PSA or uh, excuse me, TSA pre-check? Yeah. And it fucking rules. So did that, was that like crucial in you making the flight this week? Kind of, yeah. Um, so I don't. Can you skip those lines if you're like late? So or if you're running late. When I was flying back last night, this this family came up and they were like, "Hey," and they showed me their boarding pass. They're like, "We we only have 25 minutes to make our flight. Can you can you let us cut?" And I was like, "Yeah, go for it." And Did someone punch you in the side of the head. And well, that's no, hilarious. They, they were asking everybody the entire way, and then because uh, I was pretty close to the end anyway. But they asked everybody in front of me, and they were all like, "Yeah, go for it, go for it." So they got they got right through. I don't know if they made their flight or not, but um, I don't know what's going on. So LAX, I usually go. What I guess is the main entrance, but lately my last few flights, a lot of times I'm going from Carl's place, but even this time going from Studio City, the fucking I keep going from this side side ramp. No matter what time of day I fly, no matter what day of the week, whether it's a weekday, weekend, holiday, not a holiday, it's constantly just butt-fucked. So, you know, I checked my GPS before calling an Uber, and I I was going to get there, I think, an hour and a half before my flight left, and the GPS did not take into account the traffic just to get on that ramp to enter LAX. And it was about 45... What? Quicker to get out of the Uber and just walk to the airport the rest of the way? I've done that before. I may have actually done that twice. From this same fucking ramp, I just, I gotta, I don't know, I guess next time, tell the Uber driver, be like, dude, just don't take that back way, whatever that is, it fucks me every time. So this guy, this this Uber driver, he kind of looked like, um, if you mixed Sammy Hagar with the singer of the Spin Doctors. And he was kind of like a chilled, laid-back guy. He looks like he had a really good time in the 80s and is now still kind of the same cool dude, but I guess there's a, a smaller crowd. Have a family? Yeah, there's a smaller crowd to appreciate him. But he was fucking cool. But he, like, he, was, he got so aggressive because like, he wasn't expecting this either, and I'm guessing as an Uber driver, you know, it kind of fucks you too if you're sitting in all that traffic. So he's like honking at people, like riding people's bumpers with like a centimeter between it so people can't cut in. It was fucking chaos. And I finally get there and I run over because I had, you know, I had to check a bag. So I go to the I go to the the one of those kiosks because I already prepaid to check the bag. And it's like error, cannot check your bag due to you you're you're too late. You can only check a bag if you get in forty five minutes or later, or I guess, I don't know, earlier? 
Earlier, 35 minutes or earlier. To the flight taking off. So I go to the, one of the desks with a, with a human, and I'm like, I, that thing's not letting me check my bag. And she looks at my, my boarding pass. Oh, sorry, I just vomited in my mouth a little bit. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah, um, I don't know if it's going to make it. I can try. She's like, you have to sign this piece of paper that says um, your, your luggage might not make it. I'm like, oh, cool. She was like, worst case scenario, it'll go out in a later flight, and you'll just have to come back to the airport a few hours later to pick your bag up. <laughs> it's just like, ah. All right, sick. Luckily, TSA pre-check went right through, and I got there like as they were wrapping up boarding. But that was, and my luggage made it. But holy fucking shit. Closest I've ever come to, to missing a flight. Jeff, you travel a decent amount, being that lots of your family's back on the East Coast. Have you ever missed a flight? No. And I've gotten dangerously close. And I almost have been, like, mm, cocky about arriving to the airport on time. I do not like getting there, like, sooner than than an hour before my flight leaves. I'm the same because way. A, um, you know, like everyone else, this isn't like a me-specific take, but everyone hates the airport, I, I think, or hates air travel. So as little time as I can spend in the airport, the better, obviously. And again, maybe I'm just like kind of spoiled. Uh, I, I've I've been doing it the same way. I've traveled my entire life and I've never missed a flight. Um, but yeah, is it like, um, what, what, what really fucked you, it seems like was just the, the, the Uber um, aspect of, of the driving or, or, or the LA commute, which is obviously the biggest concern for us LAX or uh, Los Angeles residents. Yeah. It's have you ass. ever, have you ever flown out of long beach? No. You should do it. And you can crash to my place the night before, um, depending on like the, your schedule, obviously, and, and when the plane leaves. And just just experience it. It's gonna make your 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 heart feel so much better about traveling out of Southern California. Um and I thought I thought the Uber ride for for you or for m- most people in LA to LAX is like hundred dollars. Did, did you spend a hundred dollars on it? Uh, so the the Uber there actually wasn't all that bad. I mean, I gave the guy a nice tip because his aggressive driving got me there with like minutes to spare. So I hook I hooked that dude up, but the the taxi I took back last night was a hundred dollars. Yeah. To get from LA Why did to you Studio do a City. taxi last night instead of an Uber? I, it's weird. The, the way that LAX does Ubers now, you have to walk from your gate to this weird fucking repurposed parking lot. and It's there's, like a mile long walk. Yeah, it sucks. And the fucking, there's like a line of taxis in the middle. And then there's a line of, you know, Ubers, Lyfts, and some other one that's called like Ubangi or some shit. I don't know what that other one is but they have signs for it. And it's, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how you, I've never done it because I don't know how you call an Uber that's already there. So I'm just like, ah, whatever. It's, 
I'll just take a taxi. It's probably going to be the same price. And fuck Uber for all their bullshit charges. But then again, the taxi gets you too. Because when you get in, this fucking guy has a touchscreen. And he just programs all this shit to just... The meter starts at zero. And when he's done programming, it's at like $8. And then he starts driving. Yeah, because there's an initial ride fee that they get. And they and ding you like, with an airport fee. And it's it's like, come on. Like, you're a taxi. You take people from the airport. Why 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 do I have to pay? A, like It's like a door opening fee, a door closing fee. And it's kind of like, I think I might have told this within the last year, but House of Blues in Hollywood, There was I was going to a show there, and I was looking at tickets online, and once I got to the checkout, all the fucking fees, like convenience fee, online fee, uh, energy, all this bullshit. I was just like, I'm not paying all that shit. I live like two miles from the House of Blues. I'll just drive to the box office. And then I get to the box office and I look at my, my receipt and then there's like box office fee, in-person fee. It's just, there's no way to escape the trillions of dicks coming at you from every conceivable, conceivable angle. So here's a, a question for you, okay? Would you rather... Like, so with the Ticketmaster, we'll just use the online ticket purchasing fee. That's something we're all very familiar with. Would you rather the ticket price be just be increased that amount so you don't see the fee? Or would you rather see the fee separated out? I think I'd rather it all be together. Like, because so, I feel like, like you're jerking you me were, off. If like, you were looking at concert tickets and you saw $45... Plus fifteen dollars in fees, so it was sixty dollars. Would you be more likely to buy that one or just buy the one that's sixty dollars, no fee, showing no fees? Sixty dollars, because I feel like the forty-five dollars plus fees is them trying to trick me, and I don't. No, I don't like being tricked. It one hundred percent sort of is. That's. But then do people will see that and be like, "Oh, sixty dollars is too expensive," whereas they'll just be like. Say it was forty five dollars, and I, if I want to go, I have to pay these 50, this extra fifteen bucks. I don't, I don't know. Maybe a majority of people feel that way, but it's the same way as when you go to get gas, and and it's like three ninety nine a <laughs> gallon, and then nine tenths of a penny. It's like you fucking scumbags. Why are they allowed to do that? Nobody else is allowed <laughs> to charge you a, a nine tenths of a penny. Like it's just the most condescending bullshit pat on the head trickery ever it's like do you you think you're fooling anybody with that nine tenths of a penny you scum sucking fucks <laughs> oh wow sorry i I'm, like that i i had to, i had to do a lot of traveling i got a fucking that's headache like, that's like one of the things clark griswold said when he blew up in his former boss <laughs> You monkey licking, dog kissing, <laughs> scum sucking. What did you say? Scum sucking ass fuckers. I don't even know, but it was good. Yeah, I don't remember either. It was too. It was I'll too long ago. I was talking to someone. I, I'm kind of under the weather, and I got sick uh, Saturday. Come I'm kind of. I'll be all right. I'm kind of under the weather too, man. I got. I got a uh, headache. I got a fever. Makes sense for you. It's, Traveling, you were just traveling. Yeah, yeah. sounds like Kevin. Typically, you get sick. He's got COVID again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I could. But don't I mean, pass, you don't pass for it. You don't even. You don't need that in your life. No, um, I, I kind of. I, I did. Uh, I did. I did take a test today. It's. it's oh, you're good. Yeah, I'm good for now. Because I remember the last time I got COVID, I felt like shit for like two or three days. And I'm like, this is crazy. I'm coughing. I have a fever. I have a headache. How do I not have COVID right now? And like the third day of testing, it was positive. I'm like, all right, there we fucking go. Was that that was like right before we went to New Orleans, right for your birthday? Didn't you? Uh, didn't you get it from traveling? Like you traveled earlier that week. You picked it up from your no, I don't I, know, maybe your grandmother or cousin in Florida. Came back. And there was a COVID scare, but you're you're traveling to New Orleans. There, maybe I'm making this no, up. No, there there was because my mom and my sister and my grandma were supposed to go, and my mom and my sister I think both got COVID because my aunt two days after we had a big family party tested positive, and I was just like, yeah. I was testing myself and waiting for it, and I don't think I ever. I think I got it once I got back from New Orleans, but I'm I'm kind of in the same boat now where. I mean, we were actually supposed to start shooting John Cooper today. Um, but, you know, with the SAG strike looming, we pushed it to September, which is why I was able to go on this trip back east for my, my grandma's birthday party. But, like, um, I was, I'm kind of hoping... I, I, I mean, I know I already said this on a previous episode, and a pe- couple of people got mad at me, but I'm kind of going hoping to go for round three with COVID. That way... My immune system is jacked yeah. up. Yeah, because if if production gets shut down because somebody else gets COVID, you know it's a bummer. But like if you're if you're the director, like everybody's fine. But the director went out and got fucking COVID. We have to like shut down and postpone. And who knows with a indie low budget feature like this, it could fuck the whole thing. So. Just wear an N95 everywhere you go until production is over. I still see people wearing masks at the gym. And, you know, like I went to Target this weekend, which we could talk about if you want, because it's pretty much my Normandy. But, uh, oh, wait. Yeah. I, I, I have that note in my phone. I fucking hate, I fucking hate Target. Um, but I, I watched a few people put on masks before going in there. I want to put on fucking like battle armor. I can't stand that place, but what are we talking about? Um, oh, anyways, I was under the weather. I was talking to someone this weekend about I might have to pick you up from the airport because I threw it out to you because um, I think a true measure of a friend or strength of a friend is being able to pick that person up from the airport. And I uh, know you've been kind of going through it lately, so I, I offered to help you out even though as you know, and as everyone knows, going to LAX is the fucking absolute worst. Yeah. Like there's Los Angeles traffic and then there's going to LAX. It's like another tier of terrible. Yeah. Would you just, I mean, that's how you... I knew that we were really more than frenemies is when you drove me from Kevin to LAX. <laughs> like that was when I realized that Jeff's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> All that said though, dude, like I would rather pick you up from Long Beach airport, drive you back to your place in studio city and then drive home, then go to fucking LAX, which is on the way to your place and then drop you off there. Yeah. Would you rather get your prostate checked by Andre the giant or pick up?
Pick me up at LAX. I mean, I think either the giant would be thorough and give me an answer pretty quick. <laughs> You've got some bad other. news. You've got earth cancer. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You should try flying out of Long Beach just once. Uh, got the hookup right here. I mean, the Uber from my place is like Burbank. $10, $15, which you wouldn't even have to pay for but burbank is right by me and like it would be nice if they didn't just andre the giant you in the ass over ticket prices i don't even know how people anybody uses that fucking airport it's so goddamn expensive but that would be closer than lax i feel like it would be and what the fuck do i know but like if these if long beach and and burbank had more options and lower prices they could drink lax's milkshake but i mean i'm sure Majority of the people listening are nowhere near LAX and could give a flying fuck. But what's going on with you and feeling like uh, microwave dog poop? I don't know. I don't know. I uh, just got sick. Maybe I haven't been getting enough sleep. Um, but yeah, kind of nasally. Uh, had some sinus shit, body weakness the past couple of days. I did nothing all of Sunday, which was kind of in the plans already, uh, but uh, I, I couldn't do it much even if I wanted to. So nothing too bad. Something I'll shake off. I, I would really like to go play basketball tomorrow morning. So hopefully I feel good tomorrow morning, but I don't know if it's going to be uh, maybe it's gonna, if it's in the cards. We talked about this in the Easter egg, but maybe since you've started eating healthier, and you're having overnight oats for breakfast, maybe your your body is in shock. It's like, uh-oh, nutrients. What happened to all the fucking fried what chicken? What do we do with these? Yeah, I'm overloaded. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I my body just isn't equipped for healthy food. <laughs> it's only been the last couple of days, though. Like I got sick before I tried my first overnight oats package. Oh, okay. So I can't put it on them. Although that would be a convenient way for me to eat unhealthy again. I mean, got the Travelers Championship this weekend. I'm almost 100% going to go to McDonald's breakfast Sunday. Or uh, go to McDonald's for breakfast Sunday. Well, could it be related to an element of the story you told last week that you left out? When you went out drinking with everybody and then... You decided to take a scooter? Oh, <laughs> I, I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, I, I didn't purposefully leave this out of the story. I don't know why I I, I forgot about it. I don't think I have a, I don't have a bruise anymore. I don't. Shuddy, Did I send you a picture of the bruise? No. Uh, but Shuddy's the one. Bruise. Shuddy, you have to analyze it because you have functioning eyeballs. No, I don't have a bruise. I saw it. There's, there's no bruise. No, right? I don't. I don't see a bruise. Um, I also don't see a muscle, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> for sure. So you're saying you yeah, go I to mean, the gym, I've been huh? Lifting lately. Come on. How do you no, use right. that arm to pick up anything, Jeff? It looks so just no muscles at all. So I, I am my neck is too big for my right arm. <laughs> I am a necrophilia. No, just, just kidding. Um, Fuck. Oh, anyways, yeah. So last weekend, I was talking. Uh, I told you guys about how I went to the 
The beer garden and the beer garden and Hooters. And I took a scooter <laughs> to get to Hooters. <laughs> I took a scooter to Hooters. Yeah, I took a, sc- a scooter to Hooters. Um, and I was pretty high. You know, it's one of my favorite things to do is get high and ride around on scooters. But <laughs> I, I, I like spaced out in the first like two minutes on the scooter and like forgot to hit the brake. And as I was like going towards a parked car and instead of like braking, cause my brain went fucking stupid. I turned to slow down, which kind of worked, but then I hit this fucking truck with like my side and my shoulder. And like, I had a big ass bruise on this, uh, from hitting this Ow. truck. I was super embarrassed cause it was in the Ow. middle of the day in Long Beach. Luckily no one saw me. And I made sure there was no damage done to the back of the truck because you know, if if I did, I would have, I don't know, leave a note or do something. So what kind of a truck but, was this? Like a delivery truck or like a Jeep? It was like a pickup truck. Uh, it, it was so like, not a pers- like a delivery truck, though. A, yeah, it was a, pers- a personal truck. vehicle. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this thing was, was already – it wasn't in like – it wasn't like brand new or anything. It wasn't in great condition, but I, I didn't add any damage to it. So where were you looking that you were able to crash a scooter? So wait, did you see the truck? Because I remember you were telling me that you just forgot to brake. So you were so high that you saw a truck in front of you, but you just full speed ahead crashed into it? Yeah, I saw it for like a good 200 yards, yeah. <laughs> and you just stayed the course. You played, you played a game of chicken with a parked car. All right, so you know, you know what happened? <laughs> you know, I was in the bike lane. So the bike lane, there's, in Long Beach on Broadway, it's a two-way street. There's parking on both sides, but there's a bike lane on both sides. And the parking is closer to the street than the bike lane. So you have, like, if you're on the bike lane, you have parked cars, right? But the fucking, like, scooter was broken or retarded or something, and it kept yelling at me get off the sidewalk, get off the sidewalk. And I wasn't on the sidewalk. I was on the bike path. So it conf- you, you got confused. I didn't even, I so, didn't, like, I didn't know that those scooters, because people ride them on the sidewalk all the time. And, you know, back when I was going into the office, I would rent them every now and then to just go, go pick up lunch or dinner or something. And I, I rode it on the sidewalk a bunch. I saw other people ride them on the sidewalk a bunch. Is that, is that a new function that they put in to get people off? I don't know. I mean, you're never, you were never supposed to, well, I don't, I'm not going to say never, but you're not supposed to ride him on, on the sidewalk and I don't want to ride it on the sidewalk, but the, the street is tight that if I'm on the street, like people can't really pass me and that's fucking like, that's probably really annoying for people driving a car. Like, look at this pussy on the scooter, like get on the bike <laughs> lane. Right. Which is where I should be and where I wanted to be. But I was so annoyed by hearing this. <laughs> And there was no cars coming that I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to steer into the, uh, into like the, the, the lane, the driving lane. And I had to like, don't do it. What like this? <laughs> and I, um, And I fucking, yeah, like I was trying to turn into the, into the driving lane and I didn't like break while I was turning and I didn't 
turn fast enough to like miss the truck. And I also, there's a part of me where I had to slow down to make sure there was no cars coming like officially. Like I looked back, there was no cars Looked back again, but I was still like, you know, maybe there is a car coming, but I just, I didn't, I didn't make all these moves consecutively um, with enough time to dodge the truck. So I just like fucking hit the back of the truck and ate one on the shoulder. So wait, I'm trying to picture this in my head, but I'm having a, I'm really struggling. You were in the bike lane. Yeah. The scooter starts yelling at you. Yelling at me. Yeah. It's yelling at you, telling you to get off the sidewalk. You're like, but I'm not on the sidewalk and you're super high. (laughs) So it crossed the wires in your brain. You got confused. You decided to go out into the, the traffic lane. Yeah. And you hit a truck, but nobody was in it. Yeah, it was a parked truck. Because like I was saying, in between the traffic lane and the bike lane, there was a spot for parking. Parking. Oh, like, so gotcha, 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 gotcha. Of... Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. It's a very embarrassing moment, which is pretty much what we specialize here on MSPH. And for whatever reason, I was maybe just so excited about the fact that I got out of the house and did stuff. I, I did something that Friday. and you probably remember better than me because my brain or my memory is shit. And I didn't even remember this story the first or the last, uh, or the, uh, or this week, last week or this week. So I did something Friday and Saturday and I just forgot about this, which is probably the best story of all of them. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so you were, I'm guessing you were going pretty fast when you crash into the truck. And if you crash a scooter into a non-moving heavy object, like what happened to the scooter? Did you like crash into the car, the scooter, you and the scooter fall to the street? Or did you somehow stay on your feet after the the collision? I stayed on my feet, but it was no scooter to truck. It was all my arm inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> like kind of the wind knocked down on me for a second. Like, like one of those, like when Beavis get, or Butthead gets hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those <laughs> just like kind of gathered myself like looked around like oh that's embarrassing does anyone see me no all right let me check the truck here okay the truck is good all right i'm good to go i guess <laughs> scooter still still got my credit card attached to it i can still go let's 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 go to hooters move on <laughs> man you need your own fucking tv show jeff yeah, I told my buddies when I got there. It wasn't even like anything I was hiding. It was just like I just spaced out and giving you guys the, the scoop. <laughs> I had a gnarly bruise on my arm, but it's gone away. You cleared up quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? This is like ten days ago now. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Man, I feel like my bruise is hanging around forever. But um. Yeah, yeah I, I went a lot to of bruises though, dude. Just like playing basketball and shit. Like I'm, I'm down to play physical, so I'll get bruised up here or there. I got like I'm a fucking little kid. My ex used to always make fun of me about it. Why? It's like I just would come home like I was playing outside. <laughs> like I was like <laughs> horse horsing around my friends. <laughs> she has to spray some like Bactine on your knee, give you a give you a band aid and a yeah. juice juice box. <laughs> and a fucking neosporin and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, following up on another thing from last week, we randomly put a poll up asking the Puminati if they have seen 
Happy Gilmore. And I'm very, very happy to announce that the poll results were, were pretty much where we wanted them to be. I mean, in a perfect world, it would be 100%, but, you know, can't get 100% on anything these days. But 95% of the voting Puminati said that they have seen Happy Gilmore. It was out of just about 200 votes, so I wasn't worried. Wasn't worried, but, you know, I had faith in the Puminati to make the right choice there, and they did. Hopefully the 5% has watched Happy Gilmore since. I hope so. Five dicker. I mean, I wonder if we know any of the Puminati that said no. I mean, we do. Just wondering, like, who it was. Yeah, if you're like... I think it's too easy to say Thunderwolf. Like, my first thought was like, ah, Thunderwolf probably heard so many good reviews about it, and he's just like, fuck that move probably sucks. <laughs> you know how he... If we know how he behaves or his... uh. I'm willing to bet that Thunderwolf has seen it, but rated it a micro penis. <laughs> Give it a mic. Yeah. All right. That's 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 very uh, Thunderwolf being, as well. You guys are just taking shots at Thunderwolf every chance you can. So bullshit. He's going to come for our necks. He's going to come for our necks, and then you guys are going to bitch about that. No way. He's going to come for your guys' neck. A Thunderwolf knows it's all out of love, and I'm I'm a big fan of him. He's what <laughs> he's what keeps the Puminati, uh, you know, center. We'll say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are going to be doing the um, the the comedy comedy movie villain bracket next week. Um, I have looked over everybody's comments from Patreon and YouTube, and. Um, I guess I didn't find any on Instagram, but, you know, we took our suggestions, Puminati suggestions, and Jeff, who is the bracket master, is going to have the final call, the final say on what makes it in. And I'm actually surprised at how how well it turned out. I was like, oh, I don't know. Com- how many great comedy villains are there to begin with? And even if you think of a good one, it's like, all right, sure, that's 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 a nice spot filler, but can it does it have a chance to hang? And I feel like we flushed out some some pretty good shit. I, I mean, mean, there's no we here; it's mostly you. Your list is pretty good. That's that's the that's what I'm working uh, or basing most of my bracket off of. I'm gonna try to throw in a couple more. Um, but yeah, if you've got any last minute uh, suggestions that you want to try and you know, sneaking under the radar. Maybe there's some obvious ones we haven't thought of. I mean, I saw somebody on YouTube suggest the gopher from Caddyshack. And I'm pretty sure... <laughs> need to have speaking lines. Yeah. And just be, just because he annoyed Bill Murray, I don't think made him the villain. Judge Smales is the clear villain of Caddyshack. And he's a fucking great one. Like, I I quote Judge Smales quite often in real life and i know that's probably just because i'm middle-aged but you'll get nothing and like it like yeah, don't do that don't do that to your cast on uh john cooper they're not gonna know <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> what the hell is caddyshack <laughs> yeah i don't i don't want to have that about caddyshack at the u.s open yesterday actually which is kind of funny because that- the u.s open was at uh, was in los angeles country club 
So they're just talking, you know, they have to tie movies and the golf when the golf is in LA. Is that the the regular golf or the terrorist one? Well, they're both <laughs> the terrorist one now. Yeah, technically they're both <laughs> terrorist golf. Well, uh, the PIF really they they've invested and it's still being um, looked at by the Department of Justice. But yeah, the Saudis pretty much bought golf, uh, which is kind of a crazy story that we don't really have to unpack. But it's still the non-Saudi PGA Tour for now. Well, that's good. And it was the U.S. Open. Um, let's see. What so else? What I else? just thought, I... like, because Kenny Shack is kind of a gnarly movie, right? They're doing blow in it and stuff. I, I, I've seen it once, and it was when I was far too young, far too long ago. But it's a gnarly movie, right? Yeah. Is there nudity? Yeah. There's titties. It's, you know, it's 80s titties, which are cool. And I don't it, it got put on all the time in my household because... You know, my mom had me at 19, so we lived with my grandparents for a while. And my mom has a bunch of sisters and a brother. So, like, you know, my Aunt Anne and my Uncle Robert were basically, like, my big sister and my big brother growing up. And, you know, I saw Star Wars, like, a billion times because they were always putting it on. I saw Caddyshack a billion times because they were putting it on. And somebody would always cover my eyes for the titties, which was a huge bummer. Because even back then, I, I, I did appreciate seeing some honkers somebody definitely wasn't uncle robert no no <laughs> definitely not <laughs> kind of narrows it down but like i i and half the time i didn't even know i i wasn't getting the jokes but i knew what they laughed at and i was like okay all right i'm, I'm gonna reverse engineer this and try and figure out why they're laughing at that so like throughout my life every time it got put on the more certain jokes made made sense to me but it was, you know, it was a big quotable movie in my family, so I just assumed that was a classic five dicker for everybody. And then once, I think it was around the time when I moved out here, I dated like three girls in a row who had never seen Caddyshack, and I put it on, and they could not have been less impressed. And I was like, oh shit, oh shit. I guess you had to be there, huh? You had to see it when you were a kid, and someone was reaching over and covering your eyes for the for the titties. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was random because I know it is a rated R movie and there's some crazy shit going on that they would talk about it like in uh, a golf broadcast on NBC. But I mean, it is a classic and yeah. the, the conversation, what's the best golf movie ever? So you, even if it's a rated R with nudity and drugs, like you can't talk about golf movies. I'll talk about Caddyshack. Like exactly. Just, I feel like the yeah. only competition it has is Happy Gilmore. So it just comes tin down cup. to, yeah, I, everybody always says Tin Cup. I've seen Tin Cup like twice, and it never really moved the needle for me. I, I enjoyed Cost- Tin Cup. Well, I know you like Costner. Do you, Kevin, do you like Costner? I like Costner. I don't love Costner. When I was a little kid, my mom you know, took me to the movies constantly. So she took me to see Field of Dreams, even though I didn't like baseball. It was just like, all right, a movie, and it looks like there's ghosts in it. Cool, let's do it. But I don't know. Kevin Costner always just kind of seemed like a uh, a gym teacher to me, and my gym teachers tended to not be very nice to me in school. <laughs> Can't imagine probably why. Probably weren't a go getter in a gym, huh? No, I had I had a gym teacher when I was in Catholic school, 
I I was doing that thing where you put one arm in your shirt, and then you use your outside arm to grab the sleeve, the empty sleeve, and then you go like this in the middle, so it looks like you're you're jerking your dick off or whatever. And then my friends grabbed my other arm, shoved it back in, and tied my sleeves together, so I was trapped inside my shirt like a mummy. And the fucking gym teacher comes out, starts yelling at us, and then throws me in face first into a wall, being that I have no hands to brace myself with, so I face planted into the wall. Then he grabbed me by the shoulders and threw me on the ground. Couldn't brace myself for that either. Fuck so dude. yeah, gym teachers was never that big, and they were always always making me do push ups and sit ups and shit. And I had to fucking hold this girl's feet one time when we were doing sit ups, and she farted in my face, and I hated it. I did that to my friend too. <laughs> you probably did it on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. I was super embarrassed because the class acted like bitches, even though we didn't have co-ed gym. It was only boys, so we should have all been just ripping them. Um, oh, but yeah. I farted right in my buddy's face, and like they made fun of me about <laughs> it in class afterwards, which is in front of girls, which is completely uh, fucked. Like you should not be doing that. Like, come on, let's farting get the gym, tell us. Farting in school was very faux pas. Yeah, you weren't supposed to do it. And Ooh. even guys would make fun of you about it. And well, when I was in bing boing well, school, me and my buddy used to eat shrimp ramen before class because it made both of us gassy. And there was about six kids in the class. And we would just rip ass at the most inappropriate moments possible. And um, when I, when we got our yearbooks, I had some of my teachers sign it. And my science teacher signed it and he said... Um, I think there's a hole in the ozone layer above where you sat in my classroom. <laughs> I mean, his Wait, last name. The only guys in the- his last name was Gaskill. He was kind of asking for it. Yeah, was out of your hands. Did you, did you have girls in that class? I think, I think there might have been, but they were girls that I had. Six. I had absolutely zero interest in, so. I didn't mind farting for comedic value in front of them. If there was a girl that I had a crush on, I, edgy too, right? I would not beef in front of her. Fair enough. Yeah, when the, we went back to class and people were making fun of me and like said, oh, Jeff farted in, in gym class. I was, I was friends with one of the pop, like one of the popular kids in school. And like, he came to my defense and he just gave the, the best argument ever, and I still use it to this day. And he's just like, "What do you want him to do? Pop a cork in it?" It's like, "Fuck yeah, buddy, thanks." He did the like he did the whole stop giving me shit about it. He, like, did, he did the whole Billy Madison splashing water. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I'll fucking fart on all you guys. What's up? <laughs> it's like thanks, Nate Bradbury. Still, still Facebook friends. Nice. You should you should DM or message him and be like, "Hey, remember that time when I farted, and you came to my defense? That was awesome." Yeah, I'm gonna send you a Christmas gift. I had when I when I went, so in between Catholic school and Bing Boing school, I did, you know, a, a four year stint in just regular public school, and I remember because I was like, I was like eighty pounds, and they had us doing pull ups, and I actually broke the school pull-up record. What? Yeah. 
by one. I think he told me this, actually. It wasn't even all that high, but then in the same fucking period, this jock douchebag got up there and beat mine by one. So I had the school record for less than a period. But then my buddy, Mike, he had gym class in a different period, and when he was doing pull-ups, he got a boner. And the boner went down his shorts. So they saw bare dickhead and some shaft. And everybody saw it because, like, you do it one at a time. So the entire class is watching you do the pull-ups. His dick pops out of his pants. Everybody starts pointing and Did laughing. Did he keep pulling through it? He was he he. From what I heard, because I didn't see it, but he was he was holding himself up for a little bit, like he had done a pull up. So his chin was above the bar. His dick is hanging out of his pants. Everybody's laughing, and he he just held there for a little bit, and then let go and started crying. But he was <laughs> started crying. Was he crying out of embarrassment? Or... Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know if there was any pain. Like he didn't have like a severed boner. But then he was he was boner boy for the rest of school. <laughs> Whatever I see when I go back home, I call him boner boy. I think he's dead, but oh, I would no. say I would say for the rest of his life he was boner boy. <laughs> Not probably. I, mm, you know what? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna pile on with something. Yeah, I mean. Do they contribute at all? Like is no, but I don't think he made it too long past high school. I mean, it was you know it was the Jersey Burbs, so you know there were quite a few kids I went to high school with that uh, that took their partying a little bit too hard. Sadly, I'm saying maybe he was trying to bury the past. (laughs) I think I think Boner Boy was the least of his problems, but. Still, that's one of those things where, I mean, nobody ever accidentally saw my awesome. Been awesome. I felt like it popped out. <laughs> and you just made, like, confident eye contact with the nearby lady. It's like, that's doing the pull-up. I mean, you put an adult, adult-thinking brain into that body, <laughs> and you probably are just going to, like, all right, well, fuck it. Uh, I'm toast, so I might as well lean into this and make something out of it. Like he could have, he could have just like used that and gotten superhuman strength and beaten the other kid's record that beat me. But like, dude, did you hear he broke the school pull-up record with a boner? Now that's a champ. He even nutted when he broke it. Like a Thurman Merman from Bad Santa. I do pull-ups with his boner. No, not with his boner. <laughs> How can you draw me onto my head? What? I mean, if you think about it, that that is one of the worst things that can play out as far as like just mortifying embarrassment in school. Would you? I mean, I got freshman year of high school, I got pants going into uh, science class and they got the boxers too. So that's pretty, that's pretty... Uh, high up there on the embarrassment. Shuddy. Who's they? Is it Dom? <laughs> no, no, no. It was, was it some a... dickhead asshole kids in in my class. And what I grade was friends with? What grade was this? Freshman year, ninth grade. So you probably had like a giant shuddy bush back then too. 
I mean, I luckily that was back when I was wearing Jinkos and shirts that were two to three sizes too big. So, did anybody the reaction see the penis? No, the penis was not seen by anybody because oh. I because I was able to get the shirt as they went down as soon as they started going. I went after them and my baggy, I believe it was a Looney Tunes shirt. Uh, it wasn't a three XL Stussy. No, no, no. Nope. Well, would you and Shuddy? Would you rather shit your pants while doing pull ups, or have your have a boner pop out? Boner. I mean, I guess it would depend on the situation. Like situation. Would you rather a clituation or a situation? where the boner would not necessarily lead to getting into any kind of trouble or being accused of any impropriety. Well, my buddy didn't get in trouble for popping a boner and having it stick out of his shorts. I mean, no, right. Dominic because... even coined the phrase NRB, no reason boner, and like middle school, high school is nothing but NRBs. Right. But, like, you know, if I was at a park with children, I think I'd rather shit myself than have my boner pop out of my shorts. Okay. That's fair. But, I mean, let's take that I don't element think you're out doing a pull up bar. <laughs> I don't think you're hitting the pull up bar when you're taking your kids to the, the playground. Hey, kids, check this out. Want to see how strong I am? Boy, yo, 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 yo. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm shitting too. Oh. I I, hmm. I I I think it would be boner because sh- I th- I feel like shitting is so much gnarlier. Like I would rather even be like walking down the hallway with a vis- visible pitched tent than like running out of the classroom holding my ass and like clearly shitting myself before I make it out. I mean, neither are ideal, but. I mean, especially the position my buddy was in. Like, I don't know. It's almost like you got away with a free flash. Sure. Like if you were going to hook up, if you were going to hook up with the cutest girl in school, she would see your naked boner. Yeah. Uh, hmm, that logic might not hold up in court, but. Um, I actually did have a moment like shuddy. I was at a family vacation. Like we did this, um, family reunion trip in Lavalette, New Jersey the same week every year, like my grandpa and his cousin who were the same exact age, both started just these enormous families. So like my grandpa and his enormous family and my uncle Len and his enormous family all get together and we would just rent a bunch of houses and party our asses off for a week. And we went from when I was a little kid to where I was a little bit older. But when I was young, I it was like the afternoon, everybody was in one of the houses, the adults were drinking, the kids were goofing off and my fucking cousin came up behind me, pantsed me, and the same thing as Shuddy, got my undies too. But this was before the super baggy stuff. So when he got everything down, like completely around my ankles, 
I lost my balance and fell backwards. So not only did everybody see my cock and balls, but when I fell back, I like rocked on my shoulders and my legs went up in the air. So everybody saw my asshole too. Bad news, buddy. In that situation, I'm glad I didn't have a boner. I would rather show. But it was your family, right? Yeah. I would. I think I'd rather show my family, my butthole, everything. Penis, balls, grundle, anus, than my erect <laughs> penis. Yeah, I hear you. That makes sense. All right. Where were we before we started talking about school boners? It's just not a side of yourself you want, like, your mom or dad or especially your grandparents to see. No, and they all saw it. They, they all, all they saw all my... seen you shit your pants. Granted, you were, you know, a baby. Like, they changed your diapers type thing, you know? Well, I shat my. This is no surprise to anybody, but I shat myself a lot as a kid. No. For, for two That's reasons. <laughs> a lot of sharks. You didn't like toilets. There was one toilet I was scared of, the Glugger, but I pretty much only encountered them in Florida. But I, I are, you, are, you, are you speaking to first-time listeners right now? <laughs> I guess a little bit. But I, I definitely sharded quite a bit, and then, and then I hated. I didn't like showering, and I didn't like going to poop because it disrupted having fun. So if I'm out hanging out with my friends, playing in the woods, and my ass is like, "Hey, buddy, you got to poop." I was like, shut up, ass. Can't you see I'm busy? And I would hold it until it got catastrophic. And sometimes... You'd play fart chicken and and lose more frequently than you won. Yeah. And sometimes it would just like... The turd would tongue dart my undies and just leave a little target. Or sometimes it would be a little bit worse. And my mom did my laundry, and I was nervous about her seeing poo in my pants, so I would hide them in my closet. And my mom one time went through my closet and found a treasure trove of poop-stained boxers and yelled at me. And that was, I remember that being very, very embarrassing. I hated that. All right. Um, Now that we've turned off all of our Czech listeners, what else do you want to cover? You guys watch any movies? I mean, yes, I've seen two films, both recent releases. Hey, me too. I got one. Oh, yeah? It's a documentary. It's Damn a documentary it. both of you either have seen or absolutely need to see. Okay. I kind of thought we now might tell us more. have a trifecta on one movie that came out this week that we were all excited for. Mm. And not The Flash. I, I definitely know. did not see Flash is the only very new release that I've seen this weekend. Am so. I the only person that watched Extraction 2? That was out? That yeah, came dude. Out? Came out on Friday. I fucking asked Cheech if that came out and he said no. What are you asking Cheech Son for? Son of a bitch. Ask me. My I mean, he was sitting next to me on the couch. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, 
Well, I watched another Netflix movie, uh, Arnold, the Arnold doc. I watched the first two episodes, the first two of the three. Uh, there's three episodes. I watched the first two. They're titled Athlete is the first one, Actor is the second, and Americans the third. And it's pretty much like Michael Jordan, Last Dance for Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it fucking rules. It fucking rules so much. No shit. Yeah, you, oh, have, gotta watch you have that. to check it out. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 one of the biggest Arnold fans I know. Yeah, and Netflix is all up his butt crack lately with that series Fubar, which I haven't gotten a chance to check out yet. But I know their their triangulated marketing plan was to be like, all right, let's release this new series with Arnold, and then get like some of his biggest movies all at the same time, and people can just have like an Arnold marathon. And then I saw that documentary got released too. Yeah, and now that you mention it, it's kind of a similar strategy that what he did for uh, um, the Pump and Iron doc and what's the other, and stay, stay Hungry. So, like, Stay Hungry was, like, his first, like, I think, big movie that he was in. He, he was, like, a supporting actor with Jeff Bridges was in it and Sally Field, and then after they finished shooting it, he didn't have anything to do and there was going to be a, a while before the movie came out. So the same guy who did stay hungry, him and a fellow movie producer was like, Hey, how about we do this, this documentary about the bodybuilding world and that became, you know, pumping iron, which is one of the more famous documentaries ever. And that like helped blow him up. And then right when like he was riding the high of that stay, stay hungry came out and kind of got a little more attention. Obviously he didn't need that for the Netflix thing, but Similar type of idea, I guess. Maybe it's completely coincidental, but fucking rules. I only watched the first two episodes, but it's just like, it's just Arnold porn. If you like, if you're at all into Arnold Schwarzenegger, at all into Arnold action movies, like it's it's a five dick documentary. It's fucking, it's fucking awesome. How long is each episode? They're each an hour long. Oh shit. But again, if you're an Arnold fan, it's like, they're not too long at all. It's just well, like, I wanna, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I want to. I want to bang that out. I want to watch that Fubar show. It just got announced for their like a second season. I will say, you know, I'm a movie guy. I'm not as as much of a as a series guy. So if Arnold was doing a lot more acting, I wish he would just make more movies. But I don't know. Seems like Arnold junkies are pretty pumped on that show. Fubar. Yeah. I heard Cheech said, told me, I thought, maybe maybe not. I thought he told me it wasn't that good or wasn't getting good reviews, but I should have checked it out anyway, so I didn't believe reviews. But, yeah. yeah, two episodes through it. It's a five-decker. If you're into Arnold at all, you should check it out. And the second one where they talk about him becoming, like, the biggest actor, biggest movie uh, action movie star in the, in the world, they talked about, like, him and Sylvester Stallone's rivalry. And they had Sylvester Stallone on camera talking about like how, you know, it was like we they were the two biggest we were the two biggest at the time, and it felt like similar to like a Magic Johnson Larry Bird rivalry. Yeah, because there were other, both, you know, there were other action stars, but like they were the two just like meatheads. Yeah, they had the biggest movies. They kind of went back and forth in the box office, and the way they talked about it was like. Sylvester Stallone was like, if Arnold killed 10 bad guys, I had to kill 15 in the next movie. It was like that kind of shit. Like, 
if Arnold had a big knife, I had to have a bigger knife. You know, we, we competed on gun sizes, like everything just had to be like, it was me versus him. Yeah. And it was pretty interesting. And along those same lines, I watched, I rewatched Rocky one and two because I fucking love those movies. Both five dickers don't have to review them, but Um, definitely check it out. Every time I log into Paramount plus it tries to, it shows me for a long time. It was showing me the trailer for the family Stallone. Oh yeah. His reality show His reality show with his very attractive daughters. Aren't they all, this isn't like just three, like fucking smoke shows. Yes. Damn, dude. Sly is the man. The only problem is they uh, all they all sound exactly like him. That's not true. That would be fucking hysterical, that though. That wouldn't turn me off at all. Hey, you want to eat my pussy? <laughs> you do that 69 thing. I'll suck your dick while you eat my pussy. Yeah. I would love to hey, do yo. like a uh, Stallone... So a uh, Stallone Schwarzenegger either bracket or draft. I mean, we I did a whole episode where we we pitted them against each other, and we're like, who has the most five yeah. dickers? And Stallone, um, Schwarzenegger just eked it out, but it was kind of a close battle, you know, because we all have our differing ones of what we think are five dickers. Obviously, Shuddy doesn't think True Lies is a five dicker because um, it's not. I think I've got Cliffhanger as a five-dicker. I fucking love Cliffhanger. I bought that on 4K. I, I got a racer as a five-dicker. Yeah, that's, that's... That's just crazy talk. That's something else. I fucking love that movie. Uh, but Shuddy and I watched The Flash, which, if you want to hear all the... Um, the spoilery stuff, we do that at the very end of the Easter egg if you're listening to the audio version. So we cover all the, um, you know, the crowbarred in cameos and the Leo pointing at the TV moments. So we, we covered all that, all the surprises. And now we can just, uh, you know, give it our... our keep it vague. Keep it vague and give our, our review, our analysis, spoiler free. And... um. I don't know. I feel like the, this has been a weird journey. Like early on, people were saying it was going to be the best superhero movie ever. Then Ezra Miller got in a whole bunch of fucking shit, and Warner Brothers already ate a big fat one by shooting an entire Batgirl movie and then shelving it to never release it. And then like you can't you can't shoot two massive big budget superhero movies and release neither of them, or else you're just ruined. So they went full speed ahead, no pun intended, with The Flash. And I don't know if it was just people that work for DC and Warner Brothers trying to like, look, we we got to make some money back with this. Just, just leak early shit and just say it's like the greatest thing ever. Um, I, uh, there were opinions of people that uh, I had trusted and were even guests on this very podcast that said things uh, of that nature about this film. Yep. And, uh, not the case. Definitely. Yeah, definitely not the case. The, uh, the CGI was absolute dog shit. Yeah. I can't believe reading between the lines. 
you're talking about Alex Wilson, right? Yep. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I know people that saw the flash and said it was really good. Uh, I did not, I, I am right there with you, Shuddy. Some of that CGI was laughable. It would be bad for a TV show, let alone a big budget movie. Like with all the time that they delayed this movie after Ezra Miller misbehaving, they should have sunk a little bit more money into refining that CGI. It was it was rough. It was yeah. It was, it was, was like it was like a PlayStation he, two, PlayStation three cutscene <clears throat> level. Yeah, like uh, I mean, the first big CGI scene with oh, when the babies and the dog was laughably animated like it was nothing it was like and then any time that he ran through the speed force oh yeah it was it was like game boy level cg just impossibly bad and even there were even times where it looked like the flash suit was cgi'd on him I'm it like, was this, this looks like fucking the terrible very, very beginning it looked like the black hole sun video yeah, it was like they had not learned any lessons from Green Lantern. Yeah, why why is DC so fucking bad with their CG special effects? I do not get it. Like people were really really harsh on Ant-Man's special effects. And there were parts where I I agreed with that, but holy fucking shit. For a a big budget superhero movie coming out in 2023, it was really, really distracting. Yeah. And Ezra Miller, quite annoying. I agree. Like Ezra, they were trying too much with the silly, like Jim, almost giving him a Jim Carrey vibe. And it was not working at all. I don't know. I just don't see. I guess Ezra Miller in, you know, the previous DC movies in small doses was acceptable but as far as carrying an entire movie two thumbs down that was bad michael keaton was fantastic yep i really liked the supergirl character that was also i did too really good but like everything kind of in between was eh. yeah the cameos were relatively lackluster um and even you know the ones that we cover in the the Easter egg, they looked just fucking bad, like real yeah, bad. The CGI was just not good, like. And and the, and the you know they're, they 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 kind of threw everything at the fucking <clears throat> wall here to see what would stick, but then they just recycled General Zod as the, he was the villain from the very first. Superman, when, when, when DC tried to kick off their own cinematic universe, Zod was the first bad guy. Like, how can you just go fucking back again? Like, I, I wasn't that big of a fan of it when they did it in Avengers with recycling Loki. It's like, all right, Thor already whipped Loki's ass in the first Thor movie. Now you have all the fucking superheroes together, and they're going after the guy that Thor took down single-handedly. And that movie was still awesome, but that was like a glaring thing, just like, really, out of all the rogues gallery, all the villains in the entire universe at your disposal, and you just recycle one, it just felt kind of cheap. Um, 
But like you said, it was fucking cool seeing Michael Keaton back as Batman. And I like the way that they introduced him too. I thought that was really yeah, was really fun. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it didn't feel like it was two and a half hours long. It did move at a pretty rapid pace. Yeah. Um, the twist was kind of whack. Yeah. Um, just very lackluster. And I think maybe if I hadn't seen how great it was supposedly, I'd, I wouldn't be as harsh on it. But seeing those opinions, I thought I was in for a great time. Uh, and it was just, it was just meh, middle of the road. Yeah, I agree. It was, wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It just was, it was just, eh. Like it didn't have any of the fun of like absurd fun, like the fast, like fast X or the other movie that I watched this week. So it was just, it wasn't even like a, a really just fun popcorn flick. Yeah, it was it was like hmm. I'm trying not I to I did be, like how they worked mean. worked explaining his origin story into it. That was that was creative instead of yeah. starting with it. Yeah, they did a decent but, job of that cuz like obviously the the Flash has already been in a couple of movies, so you can't really do the origin like you usually do. But you know, they went with the Jeff Johns um retrofitted from the comics backstory of the flash and they tried to even tug at the heartstrings by giving young Barry Allen, these heartfelt moments with his mom and dad when he was a little kid. And it just came off kind of weird and cringy. Oh my God. That, that scene was so fucking corny. Yeah. It was brutal. Kyle Chandler. It was just like, normally I like him. No, that that was was Ron Livingston. That was off. Ron Livingston. Yeah, the, you're right. Um, it was just, it was tough. That that scene specifically was real rough. It was corny as hell. Yeah, the post credit scene after the credits was <laughs> unnecessary. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I saw, so I actually went and saw this at Kevin Smith's movie theater in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. I, I, I got out of work a little bit earlier than expected on... Saturday, and I almost texted you that we were going to come out. But after doing the math, I'm like, oof, that's seven and a half hours until I can go to bed. And from- the event, it wasn't just watching the movie. It was about five hours. Oh, yeah, that would have... It started at seven, and I didn't get out of there until after midnight. So... I was, you know, because I was just trying to find fun things to do with the family while I was in town. And my aunt, you know, my aunt lives in Atlantic Highlands. She lives basically within walking distance of the theater. And when I was, and I also knew, like, you know, I'm going to have to see, if we're going to talk about The Flash on the show, I'm going to have to see it while I'm in Jersey. And that movie theater, it used to be, like, I used to go there a bunch as a, as a kid. My my dad and my aunt went there when they were kids. So that's a theater that's been around forever. And now that Kevin Smith bought it, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I saw there were options. Like, you can go see The Flash, or you can watch The Flash with Kevin Smith. I'm like, okay, no-brainer. 
see it with Kevin Smith. And he starts the show by doing an auction. So he comes up with like a big bag of stuff and there's like signed posters, signed hats. He had a a prototype of a, a Mr. Potato Head, a Kevin Smith Mr. Potato Head that they sent him to give a thumbs up or thumbs down on. And he was auctioning that off. And that went on for about an hour. And then he starts the movie and he watches it and he's he like encourages everybody to cheer. So he was sitting in the back like yelling out and like every time a cameo happened, people would clap and then people started getting carried away and they tried to start their own applause breaks at like the most awkward moments ever. Like the lamest thing would happen. It'd be like, and nobody would join in. And then they'd be like, oh shit, oh shit. And then he did... Oh, sure, sure. He did like a, a discussion afterwards. He's like, all right, so uh, thoughts. Who, who, who wants to take a conversation somewhere? And he would just ask people in the audience, would just raise their hands and be like, oh, what do you think about this part? And this could this mean that? And sometimes Kevin Smith Q&As get a little out of control because he's such a fucking sweet, kind guy that he can't cut people off when they're rambling. So somebody will just be like, so I saw mall rats. And I really, really liked it. And then, you know, I watched it a bunch more times and showed it to my friends. And it just goes on and on and on. And then they never even ask a question. But he'll just, like, let them go. So I was like, oh, boy, this could be this could be rough. But even when people didn't have the most well-thought-out questions, he still gave really good answers. Like, I just love listening to Kevin Smith talk about things because he's... Every point he makes is so well thought out and clever that like, I mean, he loved the movie and I was just sitting there like, man, that was fucking to quote the youngsters. That was quite mid, uh, but mid is exactly the word for it. But Kevin Smith's analysis of it and, you know, backstories. And there's, there's a scene that happens that we talk about in the Easter egg that is Kevin Smith related. So he had a lot to say about that, which was kind of interesting. Um, but it was it was cool. It was even though it took a two and a half hour movie to a five hour theater experience. It was it was a cool way to watch it. But circling back, I can't suck more than two and a half flash dicks, and that might be generous. Yeah, m- middle of the road, two and a half flash dicks is exactly where I would be. Sounds pretty mid to me. <laughs> the middest of the mid. Doesn't get any more middle than the exact fucking middle. So what about you, Shuddy? Sh- Go ahead. Sorry, Jeff. I was going to say someone shave off the tip. Give it a 2.4. Fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Circumcise that dick. Hold on. There's a bug on my wall and it's going to it's gonna die. Oh, wow. <laughs> Killed the video for it. All right. Well, because remember, he's sitting there in just boxer shorts. Oh, that's right. So he, <laughs> he could have an NBD poke out while he's leaning over trying to kill the bug. All right. Well, Jeff is playing Exterminator. What NRB, what, I mean. What else did you see, Shuddy? Uh, John Wick 4. Oh, I didn't even realize you hadn't seen that. No, I hadn't. Uh, but John Wick is going the way. Not This is not a complaint. This is not a complaint, but it's following the same formula that the Mission Impossibles and the Fast X 
the Fast series is doing, and it's just a very light plot tying together just absurd action sequences, and it's fucking it's fucking delightful. Yeah. Like the end the end fight scene between Kane like the before the movie ends between Kane and like I it was fucking ridiculous, but, but so much fun. So yeah. much fun. Bill Skarsgård is just an incredible bad guy. Yeah, he was he was he was a snotty little fucking c word, wasn't he? Yeah, like he just you know I I, I really enjoyed it. It you know not getting too spoilery. It was a lot of fun, but it was just an absurd action sequence after absurd action sequence after absurd action sequences. Like how many times can one person? get hit by a car in such a short span <laughs> and continue to get up. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, but again, so much fun. So much fun. How many John Wick four dicks are you sucking? Four, two, five. Ah, all right. So, so none of you guys watched uh, extraction two, huh? I didn't really like extraction one that much. If I remember correctly wow i thought it was sick it did have that extraction did have that cool single shot fight right is that am i remembering that correctly i don't there was like the one long through a hallway fight with him that it just followed him was i don't fully remember but i know in the second one they have a crazy one shot and it's it's obvious there is no fucking way they did this in one take because it goes from like, I don't think this is a spoiler, but it goes from like a prison to a car chase to a train chase. So there's no fucking technical way that it was all done in one take. But I think, you know, every now and then like a, you know, a, like a, a handrail or something would like come across the screen and maybe that's where they hid an edit or something, but... Well, like in John Wick 4, when they're doing that top-down one shot. Yeah, yeah. When he's going through the building. Like, yep. That was really fucking cool, but I guess, I, I bet you in those transitions yes. is where the edit was, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think I think they did that, but either way, they still had to do really long fight scenes that didn't look like they had any breaks in them. And even though they're they're there's clearly some clever editing going where they combined a whole bunch of scenes into one to make it look like one take. The action is so sick that when it does finally end, you're like, Oh, Holy shit. I can't believe how fucking long that went on, but it's, it's dope. Like there's, there's John wick style, you know, double, double taps to the head, triple taps to the head, really gruesome kills. You know, and it's it's kind of like the same thing. There's not too much of a plot. Like the the first extraction ends where you think Chris Hemsworth is pretty much out of commission, and then it's just he kind of gets himself back to base level, and then just gets his ass fucking kicked all over again through a whole whole separate movie. But it was it's fucking sick. Like if if they could get, and I don't even know how they would do it get you know a better a better story it it's got five dicker potential because the action is just top notch but when so there's no titties 
No titties. That's how you make a better action movie. Easiest way right there. But, it, I mean, if you like the first extract, I, I think I gave the first extraction four dicks, and the second one is also four dicks. And then they just announced their starting production on a third one. So it's clearly Chris Hemsworth's John Wick style franchise. Hopefully Netflix is paying him well. He's kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Who's taking names? All right. Well, oh, yeah. I fucking. I was sending Jeff pictures, Jeff and Shuddy pictures, but I got to pop into New York for the first time in years. And I got to say, I, I kind of miss New York. Oh, absolutely. Remember my buddy Noah? Yeah. He ended up moving to New York. He was over the LA thing. He was going to move. I think he moved upstate for a short time, uh, visit his family, his uh, sister, Jude, who's actually like is like a childhood friend of mine is how i met him or not how i met him but i'm better friends with her originally she has i think two kids now so he wanted to like you know do the uncle thing for a couple months before um getting to brooklyn and continuing his budding movie career so hi harry would you ever move back there I don't know. I mean, I mean, for the right gig, you would. For the right gig, for sure. But as far as permanent, I just, I'm such a bitch when it comes to the winter. Sure. I hate the Me cold. Too. I don't want to deal with snow. But, I mean, just just being able to explore that massive city so easily with the subway and stuff. And I went to the that head shop that you and I used to frequent all the time. Shisha. Shisha. Shisha's still kicking. Still full of fucking cool pieces. Is the Slaughtered Lamb Pub House? Is that still there? Closed down. Ah. It was boarded up. That sucks. Yeah. Was down the hatch still there? I don't know. I didn't notice. You had to walk like 20 more feet. You just stopped at Shisha, didn't you? Turn around. No, I, I walked around a little bit. But there was definitely yeah. some spots that I used to hit that have had of that have closed down. One of the the spots that I used to love was Palm Frites, which basically all they sell are Bel- Belgium style fries in a paper cone, and then they have a list of like thirty different dipping sauces you can get. So I had that for breakfast. For breakfast, I had nice. Belgian fries with dipping sauces, and then I had to get a New York slice while I was there, just because you know. Pizza in LA, if you're not going to either Lucifer's or Masa's for deep dish, you can't get East really good East Coast style pizza. And it always reminds me of that episode from The Office when Pam's working in New York and Michael asks her to overnight him a slice of pizza and it just cuts to him opening an envelope and pulling out just a completely unprotected slice of pizza and stuffs it in his mouth. He's like... I'm the Godfather. I'm gonna eat this pizza and then I'm gonna kill you. Every time. So did that you, fucking. So did you go to uh, Sabaro for a nice, authentic slice of New York City pizza? <laughs> no, I didn't go full Michael Scott. I went to an actual pizza place. Where'd you go, Joe's? 
Right by Shisha. Was that six or whatever? Or Avenue Americas and It's on fourth. Yeah. But then I, I, I got caught in a fucking rainstorm with no umbrella. I completely forgot that it rains outside. <laughs> and I got back to my sister's in Hoboken. Fucking drenched. Looked like I just climbed out of the Hudson. What's your sister's spot in Hoboken like? Like, is it is it is it cool? Because I remember people moving to Hoboken after we graduated college and said it was an awesome, like, awesome little area. Is it still cool? Yeah. It's, it's like, so Jersey City kind of looks like what people who only know about New Jersey from gangster movies, that Jersey City looks like that. You know, like... Not okay. good. Not good, but, you know, it, it looks fucking it looks old school italian it's all just like short brick buildings all mashed together and nothing looks like it's been updated since the 70s so it's like rusty metal awnings and it it looks like you know henry hill should be hanging out outside parking people's cars or something and hoboken is sort of half that half college kids yeah, and my my sister lives basically dead center. And Hoboken, I think, is like one square mile. So she's like right in the center. Um, yeah, it's cool. And she, I think she moved there at the right time because a lot of people during COVID were trying to get out of the city. It's like, if I'm not going into the office, why am I paying <clears throat> New York rent? So Hoboken definitely got the fucking memo about that because... I was just, I remember when, you know, when I worked for Stern, there were a lot of my coworkers and my buddies that lived in Hoboken. So we, you know, I lived next town over in Weehawken, just commute and party at their places every now and then. And I was like, man, I wonder if that's still the case. Like, is living in Hoboken a nice, cheaper alternative when you work in the city? And I think Uncle Google told me that the average one bedroom rent in Hoboken now is between thirty five hundred and four thousand a month. And when yeah, I lived, definitely got the memo. When I lived in Weehawken, I mean, granted, I moved out of there thirteen years ago, so I moved in about seventeen years ago, and my rent stayed the same price the whole time I lived there, seven hundred dollars a month. And I'm willing to bet there is absolutely nowhere to live across the Hudson for $700 a month. That's just. But it was cool, you know, being there with. I think I paid. Sorry, my bad. Go ahead. I was saying college, I paid, I think, $550, then maybe $600 a month for my one bedroom in Queens. Well, I mean, it was one bedroom and a six-bedroom house, so. Yeah, you're probably not finding that anymore. Either. No, I mean, a six-bedroom house in Queens, there's no way you're getting that for $3,000 a month. Yeah. I mean, I, I stayed I stayed at my sister's place for two nights because, I, you know, I wanted to meet my, my new nephew. I wanted to meet baby Jack, who's fucking adorable. And that little baby can crush out some farts like a champion, which made me very proud. Um, Kevin. But, oh, sorry. You finish your story, and then I have... The game. Oh, no, that's pretty quick. much it. Like all, like you know, they couldn't leave the baby, so I pretty much just had to go adventuring by myself, which 
can only take you so far, you know. Um, which was, you know, kind of a bummer. And they, they were each just like, yeah, you know, I'll watch the baby. You go out with Kevin. And I don't think either of them wanted to leave the baby. So I just had to go and do a couple small solo missions. Couldn't get wasted. Couldn't go out drinking like I wanted to, which is probably for the best. I have some epically horrible New York drinking stories. And I I don't think I can survive any of those at 40. But what's your game, Shuddy? So I'm just looking at your old apartment building in Weehawken. Which my old roommate owns now. Who? K-Mac. He does. He bought it for a lot of money. I was going to ask you if you wanted to guess what the Zestimate from Zillow is on this property right now. Not what... K-Mac bought it for in 2016, which I do have that number, but we won't air that out. Yeah, you can text that. You can text that to me. So wait, it's just saying it's like buying the entire property or to rent? Because it's basically, it's an old brothel from the 1800s. So each floor of it, there's there's three floors and a basement. So it's four four floors. Each floor was, you know, a unit. Um, But... So this is this is the price of the whole the whole building. Eight bed, eight bath, forty five hundred square feet. Four million. Am I supposed to guess? Where is yeah. it? Well, Lee Hawking. Eight bath, eight bedroom. Yeah. I'll say six point five million. All right, both of you are way off of the the mark because it's not that high, but it's one point five million, which is still seems like a lot of fucking money. Yeah, but you would never want to buy that whole that. place and move your family in because it's it's structured like an apartment building. There's stairs. No, you would buy it to middle. rent it out, but I mean to recoup your investment in a reasonable amount of time would be very difficult. Yeah, you're not fucking charging anybody 700, 700 a month. Because the people there. who owned it when you lived there, they lived on the first floor, right? And they yeah. rented out the basement to you, Steve, and Naboa. And then there was apartment on the second floor, and then your original apartment was on the third floor? Yeah. Or was it four floors? Third. I remember that first time that we... Dom and I came to see you. Your bedroom in that upstairs apartment was big enough for your desk and your bed. Yeah. And that was about the extent. So like, it was the three of us hanging out, sitting on your bed, watching TV, waiting to go out into the city. Yeah. And when it, when it would get windy or storm, I could feel the whole fucking building swaying. It was like living in a treehouse. Good old days. Yep. Well... Shit my fucking pants. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you need more MSPH in your life, please check out patreon.com slash Hour. We do a bonus podcast there every week after we record this one. And we are also in the throes of Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition Season 3. We've finally made it to the... Um, 
the part where all the contestants have been selected. So we are now officially entering the competition phase, and the reviews are in. People fucking love Crafter Jeff. So five bucks a month doesn't get any better than that. Definitely worth your time and money. Um, so check it out, patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff R. Records. And at MSPH Podcast. Um, you can also check out Jeff's sports betting podcast, Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. Yep, I'm talking about the Travelers Championship in Connecticut this week. Be breaking down the NFL, previewing the NFL in following weeks, following months. So check that out. Nice. Also, if you would like to see our beautiful supermodel-like faces throughout these episodes, youtube.com slash madscientistpartyhour. Every subscribe, like, and all that fucking... Eh, helps us out in the algorithm. Yeah. yeah, I'm not built for YouTube. And Who is? <laughs> Apparently our whole show isn't. Uh, and you can also follow at John Cooper Movie if you'd like to help out a homie. That would make me look super cool the more followers we get. And uh, I guess that's it. Shuddy, you got any Chuckle Hut dates or anything you need to plug? Nope, I'm taking a break from the road. Just enjoying my summer. Yeah, why not, right? Fuck You've it. earned it. You have earned it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. But until next time, something. Meow, 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 meow. Point, 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 point. Oofa. What's up, dude? Yo, yo. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Am I coming through? Can you guys hear me? Hang on one second. Fucking. I can hear you. Oh, there you go. Shit. Damn it. I blew myself. Hold on. Hold on, guys. I'm having a... Okay, now I can hear you. Fucking A. guess this is as good as it gets. Fellas. How's it going? Ooh, pretty good on my end. Complain. I could complain, but no one would listen. <laughs> hey, take my wife, please. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Dingle, 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 dingleberry. Ow! Yikes and dingleberries. <laughs> Two of the main topics here on SPH. Meow, 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 me
Oh, ja. Blood Diamond. <laughs> shuddy, shuddy, shuddy. Blood Parmesan di- poof. Oh. An accidental double tap there. Okay. Let's see here. What the hell was that noise? Fucking pussy. Here come the fucking dogs starting the dog parade. Out of here. So how are you fucking power chodes doing? Not bad. How are you doing? Getting by, getting by. So how low is my volume today? Super low? Not bad, I don't think. Jeff, you might be muted. It looked like you just I was. <clears throat> could be could be better, could be worse. I don't think you're bad. I, I agree with Shetty's assessment. Oh, oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, blunt up. Shuddy, may I have record permission? You may. Sick. Take it away, Narc. Recording in progress. For a second there, I thought you were going to do... The Matrix sludges. It's here, Kevin. And me and you are eating it. The Matrix sludge? Yeah. Remember when... Oh! Yeah. Um... Keanu or Neo is eating the uh, or takes the red pill and his first meal is that fucking bowl of let's just call it what it is overnight oats I always just assumed it was a bowl of warm cum wait, wait, what does your overnight oats look like because I just started doing it and you know it's pretty much warm cum oh not warm it's it's cold but yeah cold same consistency I would think I'm guessing. I have no idea. And then that like skinny nerd gets all excited serving it to him. What does he say? He's like, if you close your eyes, it kind of tastes like creamy oats, doesn't it? I love creamy oats. Some shit <laughs> like that. Yeah. Well, I recently purchased a package of oats overnight, which now that I said that out loud, you will be bombarded with intelligence social media uh, advertisements. Oh, yeah. But I got a 60-pack for $16, which, what is that, like $3.50 a, a meal? That's pretty solid. Pretty good. So what is it? Is it it's just like a bunch of oats. Is there anything else mixed in there, like chia seeds or any other yeah, hippie shit? chia seeds, um, and they're all different, like, flavors. So I got a 16-pack variety and I doubled up on like one of them. I think it was a chocolate peanut butter, but the rest are just different flavors. And I mean, you do overnight oats, but essentially they give you like a blender bottle. You shake up the oats and the mixture and the chia seeds in this little bottle and you put it in the fridge overnight and then you come back and eat it the next morning. Um, I did it for the obvious reasons to try to curtail some obesity and <laughs> without skipping breakfast or meals. And apparently it's pretty healthy. I've had it for the past couple of days and I like it, but it's not bad, it's right? Pretty much matrix mucus. This I mean, is what this is kind of what they talked about. Do you put berries and stuff in it? Berries and 
Oh man. No, I skipped out. all that because like you would you just get oats, right? I, yeah, I get into, into like whatever an almond milk and then you, you put your own vegetables and like sweetener in there, right? <laughs> no, I don't put any vegetables in it, but I put or, uh, fruit, excuse <laughs> me. Yeah, I put like a half a cup of quick cooking oats with a half a cup of almond milk and then I put some chia seeds in it. Well, I put the chia seeds in first before the milk and then just cover it, put it in the fridge. Next day I pour more almond milk in it and then I put in like almonds, raisins, blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, and banana. Right. So I just made it easy and got the pre-flavored packages so I don't have to add all that stuff. Because otherwise you would be eating just plain oats. Like you have to spruce it up a little bit to make it not shitty, right? Yeah, and berries are good for you and stuff. They say raw nuts <laughs> and berries are super good for you, supposedly. I don't fucking know. I just want to eat gushers all day. Fuck me. So that sounds accurate, but that's uh that's one of the new breakfast moves I have here. Cooking up in Casa de la Clark. So Shuddy, um, yes. you saw you saw Flash, right? This morning, yes. Well, this morning afternoon. Without without doing a review, should we discuss the spoiler things real quick, just in case people want to hear our thoughts on it? Anybody who gives yeah. a shit about anybody who gives a shit about Flash spoilers can just. Zip off the episode now. Anybody who's seen The Flash or doesn't give a flying shit, like Jeff? Yeah, I'll I'll stick around. Go ahead and spoil it for me. All right, spoilers start now. Spoiler alert, Ezra Miller, not a good guy. (laughs) Yeah, correct. Um, That's all I got on The Flash. Continue. But I mean, they essentially just crowbar in a million fucking references and, you know, Leo pointing at the TV meme moments. Uh, the, oh my God. Okay. So they pretty much show almost every version of Superman that's ever existed right back to like the black and white Superman. The only one they didn't show was Brandon Roth. Yeah. I, I wonder if they're just like ashamed of that one. So they're like, let's not remind people that that exists. Well, since that one was technically in continuity with the Christopher Reeves one, wasn't it? I think so. Because it was called Superman Returns. So I think yeah, they were just trying to pretend that Su- huge time gap didn't happen. Yeah, it was like, I think that one took, was supposed to take place between after Superman 2. Oh, and Superman 3 and Superman 4 didn't exist, or it was after Superman 3. I don't remember where that was, but I believe that was in Christopher Reeves' canon. Okay. Um, they even show, you know, black and white. Was that George Reeves' Superman? George Reeves, yep. And then I guess with the Flash stuff, they showed a guy who played the 1940s Flash from the TV show. Like the Wally West? Correct. No, Jake Garrick. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The I'm Silver not, Age Flash. Not a huge Flash fan anyway, but uh, yeah, they crowbar his goofy ass in. They crowbarred. They even crowbarred in Supermans that never existed, like the ill-fated Tim Burton directed, Kevin Smith written, Nick Cage starring Superman Lives. So they show, and if you know the backstory of that, like if you've ever watched the the Death of Superman Lives, the documentary that, like they apparently got very far into the production of making that Superman movie to where there's footage of Nick Cage trying on Superman outfits in front of Tim Burton in like a hotel room or some shit. And John Peters, the guy who Bradley Cooper played in Licorice Pizza, was producing it and told Kevin Smith all this crazy shit. Like, he doesn't want a cape. He doesn't want him flying. Um, he wants him to fight a giant spider. Like, he was dead That's, set on the giant spider. I, I love that story because then it he that guy ended up producing Wild Wild West. Yep, and he got his giant spider. And that's where he forced the crowbar of the giant spider into it. So you get to see, you know, a very shitty looking CG, almost PlayStation 3 video game quality battle between Nick Cage Superman and a giant spider. I thought we weren't doing reviews. We were just stating spoiler facts. I think that counts as a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... And then George Clooney makes an appearance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only Batman that doesn't get any screen time, or the only, are Christian Bale and Val Kilmer. Yeah, and I heard a rumor that they were trying to lock down Christian Bale as that cameo at the end of getting out of the car, like, "Hey, Bruce Wayne's coming," and then Christian Bale was supposed to get out of the car, and I guess they strung him. He strung them along right until the last minute, and then was like, "Eh, pass." So they just like got on their knees and begged Clooney, like, please. Blue George Blue George Clooney. Please, we need some sort of fucking one last surprise cameo to end this thing. And then the final post credit scene at the very, very end was just uh what's his face? Jason Momoa as Aquaman wasted. It had nothing to do with anything. It was no. such a letdown. Yeah. It was such a letdown. Yeah, that was like a pretty nobody whack. showed up. It was just a drunk conversation. It was fucking stupid. Yeah. Yep. So I guess that's, I, I mean, that's it, right? We covered all the spoilery shit for The Flash. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess we can just get into the main episode now, huh? We can. Oh, fucking time. Handle all that Flash gayness. He's not the one that holds down uh, the Hell's Kitchen, right? That's the Daredevil. Yeah. And that's Marvel. Who's getting confused? Flash is DC. Oh. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Everybody. DC, Marvel. I want to fuck those get up. Get him. <laughs> this, this homo not knowing the difference between DC and Marvel. <laughs> uh, from Los Angeles, California, where the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> <laughs> 